You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. Hiya Paul, so how are you and how have your loved ones been, mate? Yeah, thanks John, we're all good, not too bad, thanks, can't complain really. Oh, there's always a complaint somewhere, mate, isn't there, you know how to. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get stuck into your rugby story, mate, where was home for you and and who would with you as a kid? Um, me. I was born quite uh, to be yeah. uh, so brought up in uh, Mark Road. Uh, uh, I said my mum dad my sister is older than Right. So how how did rugby become a part of your life and was it a junior club that got you interested in it? I don't know how it come about to be firm it because it sent me the first session and it was three. Oh, uh, fair enough. So call being free and, and screaming at my mum and dad to take me training, but there was a I've done Billy Mulvey and he had a lot to do with Witness Tigers and apparently uh, pestered the life out of my mum and, and Billy to take me down so <laughs> he put me down when I was <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so what that, teams were about um, then? Um, it was only the, the Tigers really and amateur kid wise the Tigers uh, Luntief was about Lions yeah. and Holton Arnold was about right that's that, remember it was I don't Marry's being about when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. Or any of the others, to be fair. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. So when when did it when did you be able to start playing? Would you, would you have been six or seven? Yeah, I think it was actually seven when uh, I got referred. Like everyone else, wing guy, you just put on for the last, last minutes with oversized shorts and, and long socks that go up your thigh <laughs> and all. That. Uh, you might have been yeah. on the wing, mate. I was a big kid. <laughs> <laughs> Surely kids start wing as well. I, I didn't, mate. <laughs> I can't even claim it. <laughs> so was it was it something that you really took to, mate, or did you have to stick at it? Um, no, I, I was. To be fair, I was quite fortunate. I'm half decent at most sports. If I was forty kid. Where we was brought up on on Montgomery Road, the like couple houses back then. Um, the back garden was forty yards wide by about sixty massive. Right. After that, uh, two foot pitches led on to Mike's golf course. Then, so I literally lived all my life playing sports with a ball. So it was, right. it was just apparently I was just obsessed with the rugby, constantly trying to get my dad. So was it like you and your mates playing everything and anything, cricket, footy, rugby, whatever you could get stuck into? Yeah, that was a game. we didn't worry about any type of ball and on the you know like yeah. in the summer we'd we we'd sneak on the convent down St. Mike's like the best piece of grass you could find at flat, like playing traffic. But, yeah, <laughs> well, it differed, differed for the seasons, mate, yeah. Yeah, but that, do you reckon that contributed then as you got older and sort of, you pro- did you dedicate yourself to rugby in the end from a certain age when it gets serious? So did them sports sort of help you out? 
Um, yeah, definitely helped me out, mate, because I was fun playing rugby, and that's that's my ad. Like, I just want professional rugby player and get myself a lot of different goals and stuff. But it was nice to have the other the sports wine and take yourself stuff that you enjoy. And uh, quite fortunate as well, mate, that all my me, all me mates were similar. So we were all the same and stuff. So to get involved. Right. So do you think you noticed that even at a young age, Paul? That you were able to switch off doing the other stuff? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one that lives in the moment and I don't think about a kind of Never have thought in golf. So I was done playing golf or and when I went to go to I was focused and stuff. Fortunate to have that skills just to be a, to whatever you're doing, and because you can't control things, can you? There's no point about things, and nothing. No, but that's that sometimes comes with hindsight, doesn't it, mate? You can get like you said, you can get caught up in over worrying, and it manifests, and maybe you're yeah. not being at your best, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, the town team, mate, was, was that something you were involved in, or? We had a we had a decent team. Uh I'd say that Michael and yeah. uh, we had a team. The was uh, was like Percival and, and Pewter and Plum and and my in year Um We had we had a decent team but like there was a mixture of people who didn't really want to play were more in football and stuff. Yeah. Got we in final at school but because uh, a lad who you talk to Kev but his year he was mad and they were good and comfortable getting picked for your school and and, and uh, Roger Harrison putting us forward as and stuff because he, he was a teacher that said Mike's he's asked and if you know yeah it's Roger yeah. picking and stuff yeah so what do, what do you remember much about the trial the trials. Um, the the trials. I remember to be fair. I remember about constant trial. <laughs> yeah. And oh. uh, but I remember getting for the towns. Remember the big early of you play trains, runs and take the down the hills, piggyback down the sixty. <laughs> it was as scary as it man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, remember, I had Woodsy on my back, mate. <laughs> I did, Tom Wood. I had Tom Woods on my back. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that me was winning because I'm a money word about three stone back when I was up. <laughs> Wet through. <laughs> yeah. So what what <laughs> well, like that, <laughs> So what what other sides do you remember playing? Who were the who were the, the big sides back then for you and who did you look forward to playing most? Um, what in the in the town game? Or yeah, or the in the town game. Yeah, mate, our our town team was was phenomenal, absolutely brilliant, and uh, we we just uh, Wigan in the final and beat them in every single. So we we liked playing them. It was other than them, but um, Bolton was very good. Uh, as well, and it was a it was a bit of a back then kid and 
on the bad bus and and it's a long journey there when we were kid, but yeah, yeah. older were very good, mate. They had um that was Kevin Sands uh, so oh, yeah. for all the they were just mate, I get there. But like I said, we we were phenomenal our under eleven stats here yeah, as well. We were skillful but I think yeah. Roger yeah. Addison just yelling at you mate all the time. <laughs> it's a lot of death if you don't win. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. He'll pick <laughs> scream over win. Every single scrum and before push it, that was it. But uh, even <laughs> even um had you had on Ian's you was he played yeah. and he was um even tied against Julian together, his bootlaces together because he wanted him to hook with but like swing his legs tied <laughs> up the whole Brilliant. session. He had his he had his boots he had his boots tied together. It's mad, man. Mad. He's probably fuming at the scrums now, Roger, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, scrums. yeah. What, what's become of the scrums? Yeah. yeah. That's it. So, <laughs> how, how was the club game compared to your town team level then? Did you find much difference? Um, yeah, we, we didn't have a particularly good team at Witness Tigers, if I'm honest. Um, we, had, we had a brilliant setup and uh, Paul Noon's dad was the coach, Mike, and he was—he's a lovely fella, Mike, and he was—he was—he was sound. But as for we were—we got beat quite regularly. To be fair, uh, we wasn't ever challenging for any trophies or nothing like that until yeah. we got to like under 16s and then then we got to like the Lancashire Cup final. But level-wise, mate, um, it was always the teams for Wigan and Lee that were the head of us and Saint Helens. To be fair, Blackbrooks, yeah. you know, your solid ones like that. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were probably above our level in in witness. Lunteef were the team in witness when I was a kid. To be fair, one thing, right? But witness Tigers was just about there, just more about the socials and playing side of it, really. Yeah, right, mate. So, how was your transition into high school, and and how did you find it? Did you treat school as a school, or was it social for you? Because most lads that I've spoken to find it social wise, really, the more dedicated to the rugby. Yeah, I, I loved school, mate. I really did. And uh, I, I enjoyed... I went to two different ones. I left St. Mike's and the majority of people who went to St. Michael's, they went to Fishermore at the time. But um, my mum didn't like the head teacher at Fishermore, so she sent my sister to St. Joseph. So that's where I was going by default then. Okay. So most, most of my mates actually went to Fisher. So I had to... Um, had a new group of friends as such, but because of the rugby and the, the town teams and stuff, I knew quite a few of them anyway, so that brought the, the back of it, really. Yeah. yeah. Tends but, to be the way it made it breaks ice straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, de- yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, it's it's good, isn't it? You know, when you know someone in this big open school and that, because St. Yeah. George was massive for us. and But, like, after 12 months then, my mum put me in Bankfield then, because they merged with Peter and Paul. Right. And again, the the head teacher from Fishermore, he got the Peter and Paul job, and because my mum didn't like him, she binned me over to uh, Bankfield. Like, right? Yeah, and how, had, how was that? I, I had like double transition, and again, that yeah. was, it was it was a little bit more daunting because you're a little bit older, and you and you know, you obviously you know the score of what goes on in senior school, and then when you make you stand up in the hall as a brand spanking newcomer, and that, <laughs> like, oh my god, what's going on here? But yeah, again. No, yeah, but again, it was the it was the sport, mate, that, that broke the ice because obviously we, we I knew a few of them as well. So yeah, 
it was I loved it, mate. I love school, and, and I try and instill that in the kids now, just to go and enjoy it. Because you, yeah. you don't get them ties back, mate, do you? You don't. It, it's mad, isn't it? Because people to like say you've got older brothers or sisters, like they go listen. You leave school, life like flashes. You're in your thirties, and you go, oh, behave yourself, don't you? Laugh it off, and before yeah. you know it, you're out, aren't you? And yeah, I mean, you hardly see anyone, and that. Yeah, that's it. I, I, funny enough, mate. I, I have this conversation today, and I was like. I think Witness is dead small. I think it's a really small town, and we yeah. all shop at the same places. There's only Asda, Morrison's, Tesco's, and Aldi to shop at, yeah. and yet you never see anyone, mate. <laughs> you never see anyone. Yeah, oh. it's it is. It's, it's bizarre. You're right. It is. It is small, and it it's crazy. Yeah. But, so I was. How was the level at the Tigers, and then compared to school now? How did you notice them different levels? Um. I'd say playing for the Tigers was, was a, a higher level than school, I would say, because, yeah. again, you had people wanted to play because they were coming to Tigers off their own back, you know, because they wanted to do it. You yeah. get the odd one, they were forced by the parents and stuff, but why they were there, they, you know, they, they were just focused on playing rugby, whereas in school, you had to get a, a 13 or a 15 if you played union from whoever was in your school year. So you got some people who actually weren't interested at all and, and you had to, like, play around them didn't you because they, they were filling a gap and they were pulling on a jersey so you had to go around them and, and yeah. you know, do a job for you so I thought the level yeah. playing for the Tigers was was more than the school and I don't think pushed it as a school really even witness I don't think I think football was starting to take over I think back okay. then a more emphasis was, was being on on, um, on football right so you, you touched on my next question a little bit mate so how come you was union ever an option without school for you? Um, not with not without school, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah. I did play one game for the Winstor when um, yeah. when I was I was what fifteen. Me PE teacher in Bankfield, Mister Wicker. Oh, he, yeah. said, uh, he said, "He uh, said, come down and have a game of union on on the weekend." So I was like, you know, when you look back now, you think that's a bit dodgy. That just asking yeah. a school kid to come and play on the weekend. Yeah. He, he was all right, Mr. Wick, he was cool. So I went down, mate, and um, we played at, at Prescott Road, it was, because I, I went down, actually went down on the Thursday, I think, or the Friday, and you used, yeah. used to put the team sheets up in the uh, front of the club. Yeah. So I went, I went down to see what team I was in. I was in the fourth team with Mr. Wick, I was like, down. So then I went there, um, Prescott Road, and it was weird, mate, because all these fellas, big grown fellas and that in the fourth team, and you don't know any different. But looking yeah. back now, in hindsight, you think the fourth team, that's like, that's the veterans and those who you really can't be bothered with that. <laughs> and I was like 15 and then you were like, right, are we warming up? And I'm no word of a lie, mate, three big props there in the dressing room just got three hit flasks out and said, this is warming up. Want some of this. And I was like, wow, what's going on? <laughs> I'm 15 with my PE teacher playing stand-up next to me and these fellas are smashing the whiskey in before playing. <laughs> Got to get warm, mate. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was, so, that, was the only, that was the only mention into Union, mate, yeah. Right, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because like, when I went to school, I went Peter and Paul, but we had to play, if you wanted to play rugby league, we had to play rugby union. That, that's yeah, how I did. come across it. Yeah, we did. We did play it in school. Like the first game in school uh, was rugby union, but uh, yeah. particularly in Bankfield, it, it got kiboshed. I think pretty early. I think I think they could tell that people were more keen on the league. And, and when we did play union, we played at 
if it makes sense. We played a rugby league style of rugby union, if that makes any sense. No, it does, mate. Yeah, it does. And mm. and to be fair, a lot of rugby union teams, without being rude, can't can't cope with that. Yeah, yeah, and but we found that, mate. Yeah, we were yeah. we were beating a few posh girls from you know over the Wirral and Armskirky way and stuff, and, yeah. and they just couldn't handle the physicality of it because that that's what we were used to. You know, they were hammering us on on the skills and the kicking game and the percentage side of the game and stuff, but just couldn't match the physicality and the pace of it really. Yeah, and was you was you still playing scrum half at this point, mate, in rugby yeah. as well as rugby league? Yeah, mate, yeah. yeah. Still, still playing scrum half, yeah. Give um, Mr. Wick got a few murder balls that day. It was, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Serves him right, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it, mate, yeah. <laughs> How did you find the difference in that position, mate? Because you've gone from really being a rugby league seven then into union, basically playing a rugby league nine, aren't you? And the game's very different, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, very very different, yeah. But like they because it was only fourth team, it, it was you know, the standard was, was pretty poor looking back and it, it was a lot of uh mauling and you know, it was a lot of time the ball was was stuck in the rook or the mall. So it, it didn't really have you know, there was no definitely no kicking in there and stuff only when you was you was in a bit of trouble, you know, and yeah. all the, the owl fellas were blowing they would tell you to get rid of it and stuff. <laughs> but um, You don't want to be I, in like, the rooks and malls at fifteen, mate. Oh, mate, no, no. But you, you, you need a good pass, don't you, to get out? <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it, mate, to be fair. I don't mind rugby union. I don't think I could watch it at, at club level, but international level, no, definitely. Yeah. But it's changing these days, union, though, isn't it? It is going more rugby league-like. Yeah. It is. You, at the minute. you look at some of the bigger jobs, mate, so you've got Fazes in charge at Ireland, you've got Martin Gleeson's back yeah. coach at England, and then you've got Farshaw and yeah. Deacon at Salem. Yeah, it's... That infrared, yeah. you can see yeah. it when they play. They yeah. play a lot out the bat now, don't they? And... Yeah, even John Clark, mate, as well. John Clark, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. mate, so it, what rep opportunities were there through high school for you, and what what was the process of them? If you can remember them, mate. Um. Yeah. Uh, under 11s, mate. Um. You, you got to represent uh, Cheshire at the time, and you you just get you just get put forward through your school and your town team and stuff and you'd, you'd go and represent Cheshire and, and then if you got through there you'd get onto Lancashire and stuff so represented them in the 11s and 13s again with the likes of Sinfield and stuff and yeah. it was predominantly we had about 6 or 7 from the witness team mate. you know Paul Noon and Phil Finney Mark Flanagan all, all them sort of names mate. We, we were really good Um, and then at the end of the under 11s there was a thing called um Carnegie School of Excellence back then yeah. and they would pick uh, the top 20 players from your age group for the country to go right. down and have like a training camp and stuff uh, so I was quite fortunate mate to get picked for them when I was 11 and uh, we'd go down to Carnegie College in Leeds for a week and we'd just get trained by all these like John Keir and a few ex-pros Alan Hunt and stuff would go down And but everyone was there mate like Paul Schoolthorpe as a kid we've got a big picture uh, in the old scrapbook and that and then yeah, the was like a hundred people stood outside Carnegie College and then you look at the names on there it's like Terry Newton, Paul Schoolfort, Danny Schoolfort, uh Lee Breers, Long and all them all these names mate they're massive so that, that was that was good. Like you know when you look back. Yeah. You're only eleven at the time so you don't really take it in but That's it you're in the moment, aren't you? And... Yeah, I, I I wish it was I wish you could have had me foresight now back then. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And took it all in and maybe done a bit more. Because they used, looking back, they used to take your height and weight and do all different tests on you and stuff and then keep a track on you then for the yeah. next couple of years. Right, even at and that age, they'd do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. Because they were signing kids up from uh, 11 to 13 when I was a kid. Right. Like, I think um, there was a lad from St. Helens, Daryl Lacey, signed for Wigan. I think he was one of the youngest, mate, at 12. He signed for Wigan at 12, yeah. It's madness, that, because you, you could really develop and kick on at 14, 15, even later, couldn't you? Yeah, 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 definitely, mate. But they were throwing big uh, big money about, mate, as well. It wasn't yeah. like now, where you go on the scholarship and stuff. People were, people were signing kids up for forty, fifty thousand pounds £50,000, mate, and, and, and get, giving them cash. You know what I mean? There was no, yeah. there was no, um, you know, you have to pay it back if you don't make it or nothing. This is what you get for, for committing to the club. And then 16, you just toss it off and that's it. The money's down the swanning line. It was it's mad. madness, it was mad that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But obviously oh. that's why the game, the game can't survive, mate. You know what I mean? When you're paying yeah. all them sums of money, how ridiculous. That's it, isn't it? So through school, mate, what, you've come to the end of school. What were your options or when did club start noticing you? Um, a bit, a bit like everyone's story, mate. To be fair, I had a, I had a, I've got unlucky stories and I've got lucky stories, and, and you know, I, I can't, I count myself quite lucky because I had a set of goals when I was a kid and and I achieved them all and stuff, like playing professional rugby and walking out the tunnel at Wembley on Challenge Cup final day and and playing in Australia and stuff like that, and I ticked them all off, mate. But I also had the unlucky side as well, and and. I remember going down to sign for witness when I was uh, I was fifteen, I think I was, yeah. and I was in the chairman's office uh, with my mum and dad, and they had me witness town team tie on and my shirt and stuff, and I was reading my contract, mate. And I was sat there reading it, and um, Frank Miley come in and he said, "I'm oh, sorry about this, but we've just sacked Dougie Lawton, so do you mind coming back next week?" And I was like, "You are kidding me! Can he not just put his signature on this you know, before <laughs> he does one?" Yeah. <laughs> And literally, literally sat there, mate, in the office, looking over Norton Park, reading it. And um, I said, yes, I know what So I went back the next week, and he'd employed Graham West. And I was sat in the office again, chairman's office with Frank, and um, reading me contract. And Graham West didn't show up, so they phoned him. And he said, oh, no, I'm in, I'm in the gym in Wigan. I was like, right. He said, are you coming in then? He went, no, I'm not coming in. And this is all, like, on the handheld speakerphone. And he said, Tell him, uh, tell him, tell Paul, I'll come and watch him next week and make a decision. So I was like, nah, mate, that, that's it for me. I said, don't, don't ever invite me to, to sign for witness again. I'll, I'll never do it. Yeah. And, uh, so that that was as close as I got for signing for anyone then. There was a little bout of interest, but it was more um, nothing concrete, mate. You know, just a bit of rumour mill of, of a few people in the game and stuff. Um, I got told it was... I was too too small to sign for Saints and stuff like that, because back in them days, it was it was looking for the athlete to then yeah. to turn into a rugby player. Get the athlete, and we can teach him the skills. And I I, I wasn't the athlete mate because I'm only I'm only five foot seven now on a good day. So back then, <laughs> you know, we were touching, only touching five foot. <laughs> yeah. So I I had the unlucky side of things, mate. But you know, I had loads of lucky things as well. So you know, I can't be a uh, I've got to be thankful for what I got in the end. Yeah, was that a bit of a not the stuff in area towards the pro game then? Because that's everyone's dream. If you're from Witness, you want to play for Witness, don't you? And... Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a Leeds fan to be fair, John. 
Right. Uh, as, as that side, yes. I support Leeds. My family was from there, so yeah, I support okay. them. But yeah, I did follow Witness because I was teaching hometown and stuff. And my mum yeah. and dad put me driving to Leeds every week to watch them. So yeah, go and watch Witness and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a kick to be fair. And then especially when you see. No disrespect to other players, but you see other players signing, and you're like, they're they're nothing, them. I'm not big headed or nothing, but I've got, I've, I know I've got better skills now. I'm not going to do a better job. I just need the chance in like the full time environment type thing. Yeah, and it did knock the stuffing out a little bit, but it didn't lose me enthusiasm. I still wanted to play the game, and uh, that was more prevalent than ever. To be fair, I was still enjoying it. And once, once the body enjoys the, you've got to do it. Definitely, mate. Yeah. That, that, that's what that's what everyone plays for, mate. And, and yeah. it starts at enjoyment. Um, money exactly. comes I was into say it. That, yeah. But if you if you lose the enjoyment, then you need to get out. Just a quick reminder that Boydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egg In. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egg In, you'll get a free stud and a one percent discount. You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. Thanks to our sponsors by Dell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Eggin and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.